Welcome to Folk and Fantasy, a 5th edition D&D podcast where we play it poorly. Why do I say that? I don't feel like it's that bad. I mean... Get the expectations low. Yeah, set them low so that as soon as people listen to us, they can be like, wait, this is bad D&D? Oh, my other D&D has been demonstrably worse. Oh, no. <laughs> Wait, so we want people to feel bad about themselves? Yes. That's what we're trying to do. Yeah. Okay. Obviously. All right. As long as we're mm. honest, I guess. I wish I was as good as those guys are. Wow, so, they're so cool. So know? I am your DM and host, Peter, and with me is Shelby playing Storm. I'll have what she's having. <laughs> she's... I think I'm going to try out a new catchphrase each time. That's good. I <laughs> feel right. so good. Can I Thank not you. follow that? <laughs> Wait, but I need to think of something. Oh, no. <laughs> well, neither you have to. I'm going to reintroduce myself again. I'm Pete. And then we have Chase playing Chan Kosa. I panic under pressure. <laughs> and we have Aaron playing Twiggly. Original statement. Ooh, that's good. Oh, that's a good one. So, oh, wow. Peter, I feel, I feel like we should take a minute to explain uh, since just now was the first time They've heard the name of our podcast not in a robot voice. Oh, okay. Do you, do you want to explain or you want me to explain? Uh, I messed up? <laughs> you didn't mess up. Okay, so we recorded eight episodes trying to get enough, like, in the hole, ready to go. Um, and then, like, we're recording this a day after we upload the first episode. And we're all ready to go, and suddenly we realize that the name we had been recording under has been taken. Peter, it is not your fault. It would have taken eight seconds for any one of us to do <laughs> like a follow-up Google search to, to double-check your work. So that's that's where we're at. We like just two days ago came up with a new name, and so I had to go back through all the old episodes to replace the old name of the podcast that was taken with this new one. I had a robot friend. I was like, hey, can you chug out some audio of you producing this these words and he said affirmative and that's that's how we got the the robot intro i find it really unfair that you have a robot friend and i don't seems like a you problem pete it is a me problem but i i have a question for you guys because i've been struggling with this for the last day i'm trying to figure out what's worse that it took us eight episodes to figure out the name we were using has been taken or that it took us three episodes to actually say the name of our podcast in our podcast. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I think both is pretty bad. Yeah. Both are pretty bad. I think we we maybe suck, but... I can forgive, like, episode one not saying it. Like, we're new to this. Nobody's pretending we're yeah. experts at this, and we don't know what we're doing. Episode two, what was our problem? Right. Why couldn't any of us have spat out the name? Did you just robot voice it in? No, because there was no organic way to throw you it in the You could have just thrown robot. it in there. That's fine. With the robot voice, it would have been inorganic. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, that's very good, Pete. Yeah. yeah. I want to do the D&D. I'm, I'm so re- excited I'm... for this one. I want to punch some Team Rockets. No, wait, they died. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I and also, get to that the... name is trademarked, so. Oh. It, it was the Propulsion Gang. Thank you very oh, much. Right. I'm just so ready to get to that really boring-looking coliseum. (laughs) (laughs) As you continue through the city that you know simply as Big Dick City, 
you can see that the architecture continues to become more and more bland as the buildings that you are approaching seem to be more function rather than form. Probably more disturbing is the fact that you do not see anybody. It's kind of eerie. Uh, the main thing that you do see is that there's a whole bunch of uh, posters that are all over the place, and they have been stamped with a single stamp. Storm, you read uh, some of these, and they're written in two different languages, one that you don't understand and one that you do. So dwarvish mm -hmm. and durr. But you read that, and it says, The 100-year ritual to awaken the dreamer is upon us. Upon arrival of the contestants, attendance is mandatory until the ritual is complete or the dreamer actually wakes up. Okay, I tell that to Chancosa and Twiggly. Like, I read it to them. Oh, and Pickle. He's there, too. I thought for a second you were going to leave me out. I thought you were going to be like, I tell it to Chancosa. <laughs> Very interesting. I'll never tell anyone. <laughs> what is it? You continue toward this very boring coliseum. As you approach it, you notice that there are two Duragar guards standing near the front entrance. Can you say that five times fast? Duragar guards. Duragar guards. Duragar guards. Duragar guards. Duragar guards. It's One no day toy when we boat. make it big, that's going to be made into a song. Duragar guards. Duragar guards. Well... Our episode just lost 10 seconds of audio somehow. Don't okay. Know how that Hold on. It is, not, it is not 10 seconds. This is the whole episode now. How do we make this the best song it can be? All right, then. So notes out I'm the window. I'm willing to make that an episode. <laughs> As you approach the front, you see two Durgar guards. They have not noticed you, but uh, everyone can roll me an insight check. That's an unnatural 20. 10. <laughs> I got a two, so... So, Twiggly, you notice that they are very on alert. Twiggly, with that roll, you kind of come to the assumption that the one Durgar that ran away from the encounter previously, as you were rescuing Pickle, he has tipped off... Forgot about him. ...the other guards around this Coliseum. What a bastard. The other strange thing that you hear from the Coliseum isn't like cheers or anything, but it is a single loud scream and it keeps going and it sounds like someone yelling at someone else. What do you do? So we have to get past the guards somehow. Mm -hmm. Aaron wants to just beat him up, but I don't know if Twiggly is like ready for two big battles right next to each other. Can I <laughs> cast command on more than one creature at a time or no? Can you give me a moment to check that one? Yeah, I mean, I could probably look it up, too. But. And while they're working on that, me and Chase will bring you Durgar Guards. Durgar Guards, Durgar Guards, Durgar Guards, Durgar Guards, Guards. Thank you, Durgar! It says, to a creature you can see within range. If you cast it as a second level spell, you can affect more than one creature. Could you command the one to stab the other? Well, no, I was just going to make him go to sleep, but I don't know if I want to burn my last second level spell slot on that because I feel a big a big fight coming on. Do you guys have any ideas about how to get past the guards? Like, I could cast a second level spell, but then I'm like, psh, out of second level spells. And like, hey, I what? have an idea. Play along. 
And no, wait, Twiggly, let's talk about it first. Twiggly grabs Pickle and puts his arms behind his back and starts marching no, no, him no, towards no. the cards. No, 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 don't do the Chewbacca thing. <laughs> wait, stop. <laughs> Pickle is going to be a little bit apprehensive at that, and he's just like, what is happening? Wait, 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 wait Twiggly, Twiggly, Twiggly. Ah! Twiggly Pickle, stops. Do you have any sleeping spells? Or like a charm person type thing. Did Peter give you those spells? He looks at you when he says, I don't know who Peter is, but I do have both of those. Can you make them fall asleep or love us? Preferably fall asleep. Let me try. So he is going to try to cast sleep. I'm going to actually use a dice roller for this because how the spell works, it hits a certain number and then it puts to sleep that many Oh, okay. Hang on, let me let me just roll these out. I'm sorry. Durigaga, Durigagods. They're the duriest gods you've ever seen. That was <laughs> really good. Uh, Pickle. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate that. We didn't that. even practice. You tried really hard there. Pickle pokes his head out and does some weird arm-waving motions and both of them collapse. Hell yeah, saved a spell slot. I didn't. Yeah, but you weren't know, really doing much have. with your spell slots anyway. Yeah. As I recall, you didn't help us very much on the last, you know, battle there. So, yeah, at least you're useful a little bit now. Back off. Oh, angry pickle. And he proceeds to walk into the front entrance of this dull coliseum. He's a jalapeno pickle because he's a little spicy now. <laughs> <laughs> so as you approach, you find yourself in a grand entryway. And How grand is it in this boring coliseum? Um, it's as grand as a boring coliseum can be. Listen to this fantastic word painting you're receiving, everybody. <laughs> as grand as a boring coliseum can, can be. be. Yeah, it's, it's very strange because um, based on the history check from last episode uh, that Chan got, they're very form functional, but this is supposed to be like a place for their god. So there are some things where they were just like, yeah, this looks kind of nice, but it just kind of looks like notches in a wall. It's in, in a patterned way. Can I have everyone roll a perception check? Four? Thirteen? I got a three. A storm. You notice that Toots has a very determined face. Still smiling politely, but his eye it looks a little furrowed. Like he's excited? Something like, like that. He's aroused? Uh, make an insight check. <laughs> Wait. You <laughs> said make an insight check. Oh, God, that's a natural 20. He is not aroused. <laughs> He's not aroused. Okay, I'm glad we cleared that up. But with a natural 20, he uh, Toots seems to be here for some sort of purpose. Oh, okay. You still hear the one person screaming. And as you uh, approach uh, the door... There is a whole bunch of Duragar just standing and watching out into the watching. Coliseum. Oh, okay, not us, not watching not us. In, not you guys, but uh, they do seem to be all be like uh, the peasant variety of Duragar, and they all seem to be very intently watching. Make a make another perception check uh, with advantage because they don't seem to be paying you any mind. Got a fourteen, nineteen, twenty. 
All right. All of you see what is happening right now. What is it? Wow, it's beautiful. Yes. <laughs> Guys, look at that. Oh, oh, wow. Look at that thing happening. I'm amazed. Oh, oh. In this Coliseum, you see a large lump just laying on the ground. And it has like these weird eye stalks kind of at its side. And they are poking out in various different directions from this thing. But again, it's lying face first into the ground, and you can hear this thing snoring. Across from it, being held back by chains, is the scribe from the town, the uh, governor's assistant. Old dude? Old dude, yes. He is screaming at this thing. Get up! Why aren't you getting up? Wake up! And he is just screaming at it. Why? He can't get any closer. He's, like, playing with it? He's just yelling to try and wake it up. Why? He's gonna die if it wakes up, isn't he? Oh, they're gonna sacrifice him if it doesn't wake up? At this moment, you hear this big, massive lump kind of stir for a moment and then go back to sleep. And then all of a sudden, a brand new little tiny toots <gasps> smiling politely appears right next to it. And you hear thousands of cheers of basically bored cheers. Yay. And the sound of hundreds and hundreds of crossbows being cocked. <gasps> And within an instant, the scribe suddenly becomes a massive pincushion. Oh, no. The very small beholder is then taken to a chute and then slam dunked in there and the chute is closed. How stylish was this slam dunk, though? Uh, let me check. <laughs> it, not very... It was just basically, <laughs> they just basically grabbed it by one of its, like, smaller eye stalks, walked over to it, and then just, like, pressed it into it. Well, that seems like a wasted opportunity. Yeah, yeah Peter, right. in, an, in an instance like this, you have my full blessing to lie to me and make it real cool. <laughs> <laughs> but they're very boring dwarves. They uh, lack any joy. Well, I can see why. So, scribe dude is dead. Yes, and you see his body is being dragged to a pile of other people from the town. Oh, no. That hurts my cleric heart. Anyone we recognize? Uh, make a perception check, and I'm going to say at disadvantage. I got a 22 at disadvantage. Nice. Wow. Well. Yeah, tell me, tell me what I see, Peter. Uh, of the no one else matters. Of the people that you recognize, you do see Maruk. And oh. her brother. Oh, those bastards. I'm going to fucking kill them all. I mean. Oh, your little cleric heart. <laughs> I definitely remember who Maruk was, and I also feel bad. Maruk was the bartender lady. Oh, yeah. I do feel bad. She made good fish. All uh, right, guys. We got to get down there before they bring out interest or the governor or any other people whose names we know. <laughs> <laughs> Only named characters. <laughs> I mean, that's just about it, isn't it? Guys, what if they have the bee guy? They did say that there would be a beholder here. <gasps> and he it's the bee holder. The bee holder, I'm saying. Oh, Storm. It's a conspiracy. Yes, Peter. You feel a tug at your sleeve. <gasps> yes, Toots? 
uh, Toots uh, smiles at, politely <laughs> as uh, you refer to Toots and then begins drifting off in a direction. What? I'm going to follow him. Okay. Where are you going? I'm following Toots. I love him. What about me? Yeah, I. you're okay. I'm going to take that as a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can come too. Actually, we probably should follow Toots, right? I don't know what else we would do. Okay. Do you have another idea? Not a good one, so... Okay, <laughs> then let's follow Toots. I was like, we could jump on that beholder and try to wake him up, but... Uh, oh, that would be... Are we... We're talking too loud. They're going to notice Let's think about it. The okay, hold up. If that might not be a bad idea. To, j to which one? They obviously don't want him to wake up. This is part of some ritual. So wake him up. Fuck things over, you know? Okay. I'm just um... saying... I just feel like I should follow Toots, because he tugged on my arm like he wanted me to follow. That seems like something that, I don't know, we're being led to do by somebody. And, uh, Shut up. Shut <laughs> up. Just think, nobody probably has planned for us to fight a beholder at level three. <laughs> Okay, if you guys want to jump on the beholder, like be my guest. But Toots is my bud, and I feel like I should follow it. I, I okay, let's let's follow Toots. Let's do what somebody wants. Gee, thanks for making me feel so good about myself. <laughs> no, <Peter>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're such a good DM, Peter. You're so good. You're so great. Hey guys, there's a beholder down here. We can we can go ahead and fight an actual beholder. It's pretty cool. It has. It could probably kill one of you pretty easily. In any case, if um, I if we opened up the little the little basketball hoop where all the other little beholders went, like telling you what, we could have a swarm. I'm saying swarm of toots. Take take down the big beholder. A swarm of toots. <laughs> but no, we shut down my idea. It's fine. Let's follow toots. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. Okay, well, let's see what Toots wants first, and then once we figure that out, if it's dumb, we can go back and do the swarm idea. <laughs> we do that, come back, and they're like, well, ceremony's over, or they're all dead. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> all right, we follow Toots. All right, okay, that's cool. And it's our decision. <laughs> we made the decision. Toots opens its mouth for the first time. It's like, you can do whatever. I don't care. <laughs> I don't mind having this podcast end of ten, nine episodes. Don't worry, buddy. I'm going to follow you. Toots leads you down a couple of stairs, but then it gets darker and you eventually come across a corridor and there is a guard sleeping next to a door and he's got a big old key ring on him. Twiggly. Hmm. You're really sneaky. Do you think you can get that key ring off of that dwarf guy? Oh, yeah. I'm so sneaky. Natural 20. Oh, oh, oh shit. I need you to describe what it looks like when you sneak up. <laughs> you want me to describe what it looks like? You don't even see it. <laughs> Where the Twiggly's just like, oh, this key? <laughs> Where the fuck did Twiggly go? Oh, my God. Whoa, he's back already. And poof, here I am. Oh, damn. All right. That's why you're our fearless leader. Toots moves close to the door where the guard is guarding. I go and open the door. Okay. You unlock the door, and I need everyone to roll me a dexterity saving throw. Ooh, 16. Four. 22. Oh. Twiggly, you are knocked, knocked on your butt, 
as as you open this door, the door flings open, and hundreds upon hundreds of toots swarm <laughs> out of this door. And uh, the guard who is sleeping is immediately buffeted. You just hear, <laughs> and he's gone. He's just gone. Again, this is a stampede of tiny little gazers. This makes my hopes of the rest of the town being safe diminish greatly. (laughs) (laughs) But what happened to me? I got a really bad throw. Yeah, you got knocked on your butt. Oh, I'm just on my butt. You're just on your butt, and you hear a ruckus happening upstairs. Did I do that? Wait, where's Toots? Which one is Toots? Toots is gone. Look for the birthmark. (laughs) Toots is gone? Toots is gone. This is the worst game ever. (laughs) In this room that you have now opened up, there's another door opposite. As you walk into this like smaller room, you suddenly realize just how much of a miracle it was to get as many of those beholder like gazers into this small, small enclosed space. And there's another door opposite. And there is a hexagonal recess in this other door. You guys think that door leads to where the beholder is? Well, the beholder was upstairs. That shape, isn't that the same shape that was underneath the statue before? <gasps> Put your arm in it. Okay, I do that. I but walk wait. up and I and I shove my arm through this thing. All right, once again, you feel that incredibly uncomfortable taffy pulling sensation that happens in your arm. Uh, that's not if good. It, you feel your arm twist in completely unnatural ways. I will and not get used to this. Okay. As the door It's okay, buddy. Unlocks. Yeah, I know. It's fine. Okay. Door's open. I'm imagining this through Twiggly and Storm's perspective, and I gotta say, it's hilarious. <laughs> John just walks over to the store, shoves his arm in, and goes like... <laughs> and the door opens. All right. Is it over? Yeah. Like, you're good now, right? Okay. Cool. Yeah, no, cool, I'm cool. fine. What do we see through the door, Pete? In this door is kind of different it seems cavernous there are a bunch of these large floating spores i guess you would call it that look like tiny beholders but they move like spores and in the center you hear a rattling in this room as you see a mechanism of some kind in this room we see the mechanism absolutely what's it look like can Uh, i touch it you can walk up to it. Um, I want to touch it. So as you walk up, uh, one of these spores kind of drifts close to you. Hi, little buddy. I don't know why I turned western right then. Is this Storm's voice? This is Storm's new voice, apparently. Uh, Yeah, and then as it approaches you, it explodes in more spores. And I need a 15 uh, constitution uh, saving throw from you, Storm. What happens if it's not? You'll find out. I'm going to die? That was a 13. 13. Ah! Okay. Aaron and Chase, can I ask you guys to mute your microphones? Mute the microphones or like... Mm-hmm. Mute them or mute our headphones? Mute the headphones, or- you mean? Uh, Either one. All right. I am muting, muting now. As this spore explodes in your face, you suddenly don't feel like storm on the horizon. You're not sure what you are, but you feel incredibly powerful. You feel completely in control, and anything that you can't control, you completely destroy. 
The only thing that you personally fear is anyone that is like you being better than you. The other fear that you have is being touched by any other creature. And it is because of this secondary fear you have essentially become an insomniac because you fear that the creatures that you control might touch you at some point. So at this point, you call for your lead artificer who comes to talk to you. After a brief discussion about what your issues are, you and this artificer hatch a plan. He later comes back with some sort of medicinal gas. You breathe it in and you're finally, finally able to get some rest. And for weeks, this is peaceful. But pretty soon you, you very quickly have to rely on whatever he is making. And you know for a fact that you are not. I mean, he's not going to last as long as you are. And oftentimes when giving you the gas, he gets dangerously close to touching you. You ask him for something else. You ask him for something that allows you yourself to administer the gas to yourself. He complies. And the first time that you do it, you go straight for it. And that's the last thing that you remember. And this series of memories repeats over and over and over again. Kind of like, what could you have done better? What is going on? Do I feel like I want to wake up? Yes. And suddenly you're storming the horizon, standing in a small, dank chamber with a very strange contraption. Aaron can come back now. I am so excited to like make these spores explode in me and Chase's face so Peter has to go through this whole thing two more times. Uh, no, I'll give you the brief summary. But yeah, Storm, you can touch this, look at this contraption a lot better now. Uh, make an investigation check. 16. Oh, that's really good. Thank you. So this is a very strange machine. So first off, the main thing that you recognize is that there is this kind of very old overgrown mushroom of some sort that is placed really close to the machine and there is a pipe really close to this on another side of this machine seems to be a hamster wheel that seems to be rolling and a small little device creeps up and pokes the mushroom and a large amount of spores is expelled from this mushroom, and it's immediately sucked into the pipe and shot straight up. And you have no idea where this other pipe goes. I wonder if this is something that powers the city. That's how the energy is created. It's it's the big dick energy. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I need to quit the podcast. Oh no, he's right, isn't he? I've been I've been waiting for like three episodes to make that joke. <laughs> it finally came time. The uh, Wait, where's the mushroom? Where's the mushroom on this contraption? It's on the ground. Okay, so it's not at the top it's, of this. It's, not, no. it's not at the tip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Y'all are nasty. Chan uh, Kosa, you can go ahead and investigate this thing. Uh, I'm going to go ahead like. and investigate this thing because I like. I have a sneaking suspicion uh, of what it is from what Peter told me, but. That is a 15. You notice everything that uh, I informed Shelby on on this thing. Can I investigate something very specific? Yes. I want to investigate if there's something in the hamster wheel making it go and like what size of a creature could go in it if nothing. 
Okay. If there's nothing in it. That's a that's a four. There's something in there, but you're not sure what. Huh? There's something in there. Shelby, you said... I was going to say Pickle could finally be useful. <laughs> that's great. Pickle looks upset, walks Aww. in there, and he reaches his hand in the hamster wheel, and he, pu- and he pulls it out, and then he just seems to like have, like... A problem holding on to this this thing. He drops it on the ground, and it is a rock, and it is constantly rolling in a single direction. So he drops it on the ground. Can I try and catch it? Yeah. Uh, roll a, a dexterity check. Um, can I chase it also? Like it's a little laser pointer because I'm a kitty. Uh, yes. The sixteen catch it. The fifteen plus two, seventeen. Storm just catches it before you do, <laughs> and then. <laughs> And as you hold on to it, it is very hard to hold into your paws because it is constantly rolling. Shove it in my bag. Okay. It is kind of rolling around in your bag. It's a very strange sensation. But the main thing that happens is that the device stops. She's giving herself a little, a little back massage. A little kitty cat back <laughs> John, massage. John, you can play with it later if you want. <laughs> that sounds good. Thank okay, you. Okay, guys. I have a sneaking suspicion that this machine is what's keeping the beholder asleep. At that moment... Um, (laughs) Why did we take the rock out? (laughs) You hear... You know know it sounds like a good time to hear that information is two minutes ago. Oh my god. God damn it, Pickle, why would you take out the rock? You told me to take it out of there. I'm sorry. why would you do this? Because you told me to. I did no such thing. You made me feel bad, get so ins- I decided to make myself useful. Pickle, get inside because there and you, start running. You should feel bad. Everyone shut up. <laughs> I say we shove Pickle in the hamster wheel and make him start running. <laughs> I could just put the rock back. Uh, as this is happening, you hear a collective gasp from upstairs. And you hear a roaring of sorts. And it's kind of hard to make out what it's saying, but... Whatever it is, is definitely awake. Twiggly's going to run upstairs. Sean, should I put the rock back? I feel like it's too late now. You're right. Let's follow Twiggly. As you start going up the stairs, you start hearing more roars, but they sound very similar to each other. And all of a sudden you hear loud shoutings and a stampede of people. You then hear one more upsetting noise. It is the sound of a heavy metal item from the ceiling of this cavern falling to the ground. Did it squish the beholder? It did not. But now you hear the unmistakable sound of rushing water. Oh, uh, uh uh-oh. Wait, uh (laughs) uh-oh. I think we should go find interest and the governor and get the hell out of here. Um, guys, I have to tell you something real quick before we continue on this journey here. (laughs) Cool. Um, we seem to have a lot of time on our hands. Yeah, I just, take your time. It's I fine. think you should know that, like, I can't swim. Son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> I need to get out of this cave, man. It's doing bad things to my mental state. Okay, let's, you know what? It's fine. I'll figure it out as we go. Let's go save everyone. As you run there, um, mind you, this cavern is very, very, very big. It'll eventually probably fill up very quickly. But as it stands right now, it's not like you're standing in like a uh, ankle deep water at this point. 
you know? Where is the water coming from? It is coming from the ceiling. As you run into the arena, you see Governor Osa being bared down by this massive beholder. And it looks at her with teeth bared. It's not looking at you guys at this point. Okay, I'm going to run at it and yell at it. Uh, what do you yell? Stop! Don't touch her! Look at me! Hey, look over here! It turns to you, and it kind of looks a little confused. And Hello! Th- and then it says, I am Biogdeox. Chancosa, nice to meet you. Bless you? I am Biogdeox. It's a pleasure. Okay. I am Biogdeox. Time storm on the horizon. I am Biogdeox. Okay. I am Biogdeox. I'm Biogdeox. You're Biogdeox. Biogdeox. Twiggly, fully aware of the crisis going on, <laughs> is very over this conversation. <laughs> uh, can I quickly have everyone roll a medicine check? I'm fine if he's distracted from the townsfolk. That's really yeah, all I Yeah, as they're having about. their lovely conversation, <laughs> we continue about our shit. <laughs> yeah, Osa has already stood up and has started running toward some of the some of the other cages where some of the other townspeople are held. Okay. Uh, I, I got, got 17 for medicine, but I really would rather like run to the cages to help her try to get people okay, out. Okay, well then, we'll hold off on you then for that. I got a 13. Okay. I got a 10. Knowing what you know, Storm, based on the strange vision that you had, you compare it to Hotog, who was asleep under magical circumstances. However, this thing was kept asleep via an induced coma, so to speak. And this is an event that happens once every hundred years, meaning this thing has been asleep for a very, very long time. And there is no possible way that any creature asleep for that long would go through that without some form of mental and physical dystrophy. Hey, Beholder. Oh, shit. What is his name? Wait, what is his name? I am Biogdiox. You see that, like, half of his, like, the left side of his face is slightly drooping. Oh, no, Peter. Hey, um, like, you've been asleep for a long time. I am Biogdeox. Yes, you are. We should have a new, a new social helper here. (laughs) I just, like, I think we should take some time and I'll catch you up on what you've what uh, you missed that whole time that you were asleep. Like, there's this new Animal Crossing game. It's really (laughs) awesome. Don't forget about the murder hornets. President Kennedy was shot. So if you want to just, like, come over here, like, away from those guys, and we can can have a great conversation. A beam flies out of its eyes toward you, uh, Storm, and I need you to roll me a wisdom saving throw. Oh, I'm very wise. 17? Uh, you feel fear go over your mind for a moment and then it's immediately dissipates everybody roll initiative wait but twiggly ran away yes we are keeping that in mind i got a natural 20 so a 22 for initiative i got six i got a 12 storm you are up first all right on a scale of like one to 20 can you tell me how wise the beholder is uh (laughs) i can't tell you that uh well you could use your action to make an insight check what is he doing is is he trying to attack anyone, or is he just, like, telling me his name over and over still? You think that him saying his name over and over again might have something to do with the uh, mental problems that he is currently going through. So I'd guess not that wise. 
Okay, but he's not trying to attack anyone. Uh, he just tried to attack you. Oh, right. Um, <laughs> oh, right. I'm in danger. <laughs> I'm going to cast uh, hold person on him just in a hope that people can get away faster. You cast this spell and it doesn't work. Well, no. He has to roll a wisdom saving throw. Hold person can hold people. This thing is technically not people. Okay, well, can I take it back? Then, because I don't want to use that spell slot if you're going to be mean about it. Well, that's the unfortunate thing, is because it's got a special little uh, aspect whenever you do use a spell against it. So, Storm, uh, what's your spell save, DC? 14. Could you please roll me a wisdom saving throw? I got a 24. So, as soon as you cast a hold person on this thing, it bounces off of it, and it flies straight toward you. And you are and able- And I duck. And you are- I duck. <laughs> Yeah, you duck. <laughs> and I catch you, it. You wisely <laughs> duck it. But I catch it, so I get the spell slot. <laughs> um, uh, that'd be really nice if it worked like that. Hey, Chan Kosa, what are you doing? God damn it. Um, well, I'm going to bring out um, my Eldritch Cannon and going to cast Protector on all of us so we get some temporary HP. Uh, we all get 7 HP. Hooray. That's really good. Um, and I'm going to, <laughs> let's see, which of my two moves that I always use should I use? Let's, let's, let's hit him with the Ray of Frost. Oh, wait, he's just going to shoot that back at me, isn't he? Uh, you don't know. Uh, yeah, you know what? Yeah, we'll, we'll just use Ray of Frost. I'm, I'm going to hit it. That is 15. 15 will hit. Damage is six. Uh, you see, like, ice particles just suddenly coalesce around this big, massive uh, uh, body, so to speak. It's mostly eyes, uh, but it's got, it's, got, it's got body. Chill out. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I don't get it. Twiggly. I had said I ran over to the cages to help Osa. Did that? happen or did i not get that far before uh you did uh you uh ran over and she is already trying to work at one of the cages that has a couple of other villagers still inside as well as her as her son and she is wrestling with this with the bars on this thing what kind of lock is it um it's a uh large heavy padlock all right, I'm going to try to break it open with my light hammer. Make this roll with advantage because Osa is trying to help you. That was 14. Uh, 14, uh, that will hit. All right, do you need me to do damage to the lock? Uh, yes. What... Okay. I've actually never used the hammer before, so I'm like, what do I do? So that is seven. Seven. Uh, the lock is still in place, but it is greatly damaged. Can I hit it again? Uh, with your offhand. I guess I'll karate chop it. <laughs> uh, that one was a natural 20. Nice. Uh, go ahead and uh, what did you attack it with? A hand axe. Okay. Or not. Just <laughs> stab <not>? it. <laughs> <laughs> that was eight damage. Eight damage. Uh, that is just enough. The padlock breaks off and the door uh, swings open. Come on out, everybody. Yeah, they, they, they're already running. They are already cool. running. We didn't need you to tell us that. We're going. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I wasn't going to do anything before, was, but now that you said it. I was going to stand yeah. here, but thanks. There, 
there are three cages and only one other one has people still in it. Chase, can you have can you roll me a just a just a pure luck d20? Just tell me what what you get. Okay, we'll do. That is a 17. So this thing uh still badly like eyes rolling about and basically having a little bit of an issue actually understanding what's going on here, yells, I am Biog Deox! And uh, it's going to fly. It is going to try to bite you. It's going to bite John. me. Okay. Does a 16 hit you? Oh, just, oh, wait. Oh, no, it doesn't. Hold up. Let me check. Let me check. Because I've got... <laughs> ooh. Oh, no, it's a tie. Damn it. Ties go to the attacker, yeah? Yep. Damn it. If it meets, it beats. Well, you're not going to have to worry about it too much, because uh, it just kind of gums you. Aww. That, uh, that feels kind of nice. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> As it, like, bites down its teeth, which have been r- terribly rotted away over the thousands and thousands of years that this thing has probably been asleep, just kind of break off as it tries to bite Ugh. you. I mean, it, it generally still kind of hurt, but it didn't hurt as much as it honestly should have. How much, uh, how much damage do I take? You take none. Oh. I just rolled that bad on damage. So top of the round, Storm, it is your turn. Okay, I'm going to attack it mostly just because I want to keep it distracted long enough that everyone else can escape. Okay. So I'm going to cast Guiding Bolt. That's an 18... That is definitely going to hit. It's only six damage. The next attack has advantage. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. So I don't know who's next, but you're so welcome. Watch out, padlock. So Wait this big eyeball creature bright- brightens up like a Christmas tree. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wait, Why? no, I'm not sorry. Take that, Biog Deox. I am Biog Deox. Yeah, you are, and you suck. I thought you were going to say, take that, biatch. Sean, <laughs> it is now your turn. Wait, I have a question. Yes? Has Pickle done anything? Uh, Pickle is, is uh, no, he has not. Did he <sighs> at least run one? away with everybody else so he's safe? Uh, he is. He's just standing next to us like, whoa, look at that guy. That was on me. I totally forgot to <laughs> add him to the initiative. Bye, Pickle. I will say this. Actually, uh, Pickle actually ran to the other uh, lock, the other cages. Okay, he's so, helping okay. some people. He's helping some people. Oh, good. So he's being productive. That's all I care about. Glad that motherfucker's doing something. <laughs> Are you good advantage on your attack roll, Chase? I'm going to cast... Ooh, I'm going to cast Catapult. Are there any, like... There's got to be, like, some rocks or debris around, yeah? Uh, yeah, and you also find some armor... Of a Duragar who you should uh, catapult the scribe. Yeah, you could take the <laughs> take the take the corpse of the scribe and chuck it at the oh, beholder. No. I would like to chuck the cor- the scribe's corpse at the beholder. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so that's that's an attack roll, right? With advantage. Yes. Oh, do I even need to roll that again? Because that's a natural nineteen. Uh, roll again in case you crit. That was a natural 18. Okay. Okay. Um, and then that's uh, 3d8 damage. Chonkosa. That's a six. Don't throw dead people. A six. And a s- Oh! <laughs> I just got triple sixes there. Uh-oh. It's the, that's of the course. mark right there. 
Shooting a lightning bolt does nothing but throwing a corpse. <laughs> <laughs> Summon. I mean, this thing, I threw a corpse and I just got 666, so, uh, yeah. 18 Uh-oh. damage. Twiggly, uh, you see that Pickle is currently using uh, fire bolts to heat up the lock so that it is more uh, malleable so that you can break it off easier. So go ahead. If you're going to run up to, uh, I, I don't know, what uh, what are you going to do? Uh, did was interest in the first cave? It, interest uh, cage? was yes. Interest was in the first cage. Osa has already picked him up and is currently running for the door. I don't need to worry about them right now. <laughs> yes. All right, I'll run over the second cage, take a swipe at it with my hand axe. I was gonna say that probably doesn't get it, but I mean it's a lock. That was eleven to hit. Yeah, that'll hit. That is eight damage. Uh, that one just breaks off. Pickle, lead these people out of here. Find a way out. Okay, and that way I don't have to be kept in the initiative, and he uh, takes everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no harm, no foul for that first one, I guess. You hear him say, choke on it, Twiggly. Wow. (laughs) It's not big enough to choke on. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to throw my hammer at... Am I close enough to realistically throw my hammer at the beholder? You could throw it, but it will be at disadvantage. Then nah, I'll save it. Okay. It's weird spell reflect thing. Would that affect Hunter's Mark? Uh, You don't know. Whatever. What else am I going to use that spell slot for? I'll cast Hunter's Mark on the beholder. You now have Hunter's Mark on it. Oh, thank God. Beog Deox yells, I am Beog Deox. And oh, I was going to guess that. So can I have a d20 roll from uh, you, Aaron? 14. One of the uh, eyes kind of flutters in a different uh, direction as it tries to point toward you, and then it points to one of the uh, one of the villagers running away, and it incinerates the villager. Oh no, he had such a rich backstory. It was the one guy that you uh, saw at the homestead of at uh, Osa's and Twiggly's homestead. Oh no! How will I tell interest that that the guy? Oh no! <laughs> uh, Storm, it is now your turn. Do I know a lot about beholders? Like, is he super strong? Like, there's no way we're gonna beat him. Make either a history or a nature check. Uh, actually, I would say Arcana. Oh no! It's a natural one. You can you 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 can't take them. You can't. You just can't take them. Oh, I know that from a natural one. Okay, cool. I just realized something I can do. I don't know if it'll be any help, but I'm gonna try it on my turn. If you guys are down to try and fuck this dude up, despite the fact that we're definitely not gonna win, I am also down to try and fuck him up. We were told that he has physically atrophied, so. That really wouldn't be going along with the DM's plan would it? <laughs> if he told us there's no way you can win and we just kept trying out of spite. Oh, I got lots of spite in me. Well, that's at least what a, na- what a natural one told you. Oh, that's true. Are we going to believe a natural one? Okay. This is very confusing. <laughs> um, I'm going to cast command on it because it says creature. Nice. Peter, not nice. humanoid. And it has to do a wisdom saving throw. Shelby, a beholder is an appliance. It's like a fridge. <laughs> Shelby. Yes, Peter. It's a 17. God damn it. 
it will go back toward you. Uh, could you make a wisdom saving throw against your spell save DC? What do you mean against my spell save DC? Uh, against, y- what is your spell save DC? 14, I just rolled a 17. Okay, so, uh, you... So I'm good? You're good. I don't command myself? Exactly. Wait, but I do, right? Yes, it was. It would have been very <laughs> strange. I just don't, I really don't want my friends to die, and I know we're not gonna win, so can I at least, like, talk to them? Yeah, absolutely. Guys, get the villagers and run out of here. Like, get to safety. There's water pouring in. We can't beat this guy. I'll keep him distracted. Just go. We're not leaving you behind. No. Li- go. That's not how this works. That's how it's going to work. Get That's out of here. how this works. You're an asshole. I am Biogdeox. Yeah, I get it. We could try a new tactic with this. I have a new tactic, but I'm waiting for my turn in the initiative. <laughs> uh, Chan, it is now your turn. All right. Um, definitely not trying a new tactic on this. I'm going to hit him. I'm going to hit him with uh, create bonfire. That's a dexterity saving throw, if I recall. Yes, it right. is. Uh, that's a 17. Uh, do you have a bonus action that you want to do? Uh, let's do... We'll cast force ballista with my Eldritch Cannon. It's a 19. That'll hit. Uh, we do six plus seven damage, so thirteen damage. Nice. And knocks him back by five feet. Uh, he is pushed back away from you, Storm, by five feet. That's not even social distancing. <laughs> so, like. <laughs> okay, uh, Twiggly, what are you doing? Twiggly in slow motion. In slow motion, I want everyone to picture this in slow motion. <laughs> Twiggly looks around at the. Duragare, I can't say that word. Duragar. Duragar and the villagers from up top running away and the water slowly pouring in the cavern. And he looks at his friends bravely fighting this beholder. And he reaches in his bag and pulls out the magic berry whistle. <laughs> <gasps> yes. The whistle berry gave us. And he gives it, a, a, he puts it to his mouth, and he blows. Um, <laughs> make a perception check. Nat 20. Nat 20. <laughs> there is a very faint sound coming out from the whistle. With that nat 20, I will say, you don't hear anything, actually. You don't what? hear anything coming from far off in the distance. Wait, what? <laughs> I will say, with that nat 20, you get nothing. Nah. 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 You did hear an actual sound from this thing, but it was incredibly faint. Ugh. And then Twiggly pulls out his saber and charges at the... Uh, Blowing the whistle was your action. How? Some things require an action to do. Besides, you're way too far away from this thing. You run 30 feet closer to Good it. Good job, leader. How far away am I from it? Because You're about before... 60 feet. Oh, wait, no, you're probably about... Fi- uh, no, 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 no. Sorry, I'm doing... You said my I method. could throw my ac- my hammer at it last round. Right, and the max that you can throw something and be at disadvantage to hit it is 60 feet. But um, based on what I've told you, I'm actually going to say that you're probably about anywhere from 30 to 40 feet away. Well, I'll get closer. More of the villagers run out from this building and... As you uh, continue, you can kind of feel your footfalls uh, making little splashing noises. Uh. Shelby, can you roll me a pure luck check? 13. It tries to steady another eye toward you, Storm, and it flies off and hits 
another villager in the back. He isn't burned to a crisp, but he does, like, stiffen. And Storm, that is your turn. What? Oh, it's my turn now. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I also thought you were saying she used her turn doing that. No, 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 no. (laughs) You watch this guy get hit, and that's all you do for the... (laughs) God, I'm so weak. I'm just a weak little cleric that can't help with anything. Chonkosa and Twiggly aren't hurt, right? Yeah. It's making me think we could take this thing. (laughs) Okay, I'm just... I don't... I have one spell slot left, so I'm going to throw my spear at him. We'll see what happens there. All right. 19. That'll hit. Cool. Two damage. What does it look like when you kill this thing? I wasted the hunter's mark. Wait. Hold on. Wait. What? Hold on. Um, <laughs> I guess <laughs> I don't, the spear goes through his eye. It goes through his eye and it lands on the ground and slumps into a puddle, essentially, of flesh and eyeballs and broken teeth. I feel myself becoming level four. I think the DM lied to me, first of all. Yeah, imagine that. All right, let's escape now. (laughs) Oh, uh, there's a town full of treasures and you say escape now? There's water. Oh, are, are we scared of water or something? Um, she established we, oh. that. You guys are about ankle deep in water at this point. Let's lead the villagers out. Many of the villagers, as you begin escaping, are far, far ahead of you guys as you oh. continue running. They didn't go. They didn't get out of the arena and then just wait for you. They are currently booking it <laughs> toward the same entrance. That do the Duragar just not care that we just murdered their god? Uh, no. Uh, make intelligence. Uh, no, not intelligence. Uh, perception checks as you're running through this town. Twenty-three. Eleven. Eighteen. You notice a bunch of them are throwing on different like scuba suits. Essentially, they're they're putting those on. You see a bunch of other ones are flipping over uh, houses. That they've turned, that they've changed from ships, and they're turning them back into ships. Oh, as this is smart. going on, you guys are kind of a concern. But what's more concerning is that their entire home is now being completely flooded. All right, question: Do we go up with the villagers, or do we take a boat, or do we take a scuba suit? I feel like all the boats are being taken. I'm pretty sure we could secure one if we wanted to. Okay, Chan, you find a boat, and we'll take a boat. I just, I can't be in the water anymore. Are there any nearby boats that seem unattended? Make an investigation check. That is 14. There are plenty of boats nearby, but currently it is all Duragar flipping them over so that they don't drown. Gotcha. Storm, you're the fastest of us. You should go find the townspeople, specifically the named ones that aren't dead yet, and try to get them to come back here. We'll try to secure some boats for you guys when we all, when you get back, and then we can all escape on a boat. And live. Plan? You want me to chase after the townspeople? Bring them back. What? We're not getting out of this cavern before the water fills through that tunnel. Why do you think that? It took us days to get down here. You're right. Fuck. Okay. Uh, she's, She runs. Chan, let's go All get right. a boat. We, we look for the nearest boat that has the least amount of Duragar. Let's start off going back into the initiative order. Uh, So Storm. You begin uh, chasing after the villagers. You are indeed f- faster than anyone. Uh, some of the Duragar are kind of looking at you, just kind of like, oh, look at that, another one of those idiots Whoa. as you are running through here. As 
you continue, you begin to catch up to the villagers very quickly. What do you do? I'm going to shout at them. What do you shout? Wait, wait, stop. You guys, this tunnel is way longer than you're thinking it is. Come back with me. We have a boat and we're going to sail out of here. It'll be way cooler. Promise me. Like, we've been on a ship before. So we, the we know. The named ones. Oh. You're getting one boat. <laughs> Wait, you you want me to justify <laughs> interest in Governor Osa? It's almost like that's what we said. Yeah, it's almost like that's what we said. I'm just getting some new information. <laughs> I can only take Governor Osa and interest, um, and you anyone else that maybe has a name. You see a long-haired, uh, very bushy, mustached fellow turn and look at you and goes. We don't take kindly, kindly to metagamers, and we know that this is the way back up, so we'll go go that way. Okay, you can go that way, but if Governor Osa and Interest could come with me, that would make my friends really happy. Um, make a persuasion check. 16. Osa looks at you like you're insane, and she turns and begins running back in the same direction as everyone else. Guys, listen, do you not remember how long it took you? I don't know if you were passed out or what happened, but it took us days to get all the way down here, and that cavern is already flooding. You're going to die if you don't come on that boat with us. Make another persuasion check. Fifteen. Pickle, that's the other named character we forgot about. (laughs) Oh, and Pickle. Osa's gone. Osa's gone? Osa is gone. And interest? With interest. And Pickle? Pickle is with them, and the other villagers are running in that direction as well. As you, I'm gonna, can I run after them and try one more time? You can, but it will be at disadvantage. Okay, I'm gonna. Can I get in front of Osa and interest and like stop the whole group from running? I will allow you to stand in front. And what do you say? I know you guys haven't known us long, but you have to trust me when I say that this is the only way you will survive this. If you come down. Back down with me. I know it's scary. You don't want to go back there, but that's where safety is. You guys are going to drown if you stay in these caverns. So who's coming with me? Roll your persuasion check. 13. Osa looks at you directly in the eye and says, But if we're below sea level right now, what you're suggesting is is there's no way up. Water is pouring in from the ceiling. Now, see, that's a really good point. Um... I was really just kind of reiterating what Sean Kosa told me, but you do make a really good point. I'm pretty sure there was a way out, though. In any case, uh, so Sean and Twiggly, what are you doing? Uh, we're finding the nearest boat that looks like it could hold all of our folks, but has the least amount of Durgarp guarding it. Okay, make an investigation check. Six. Uh, 22. There was a ship that was being hauled up from the ocean when you walked into this cavern and as you look at it no one has gone up to it it is currently upright that looks like a good option to me same here do you think you can climb up and cut it down it's not hanging from anything it's just sitting on the beach uh i make a running leap at it and try and kick it over it's a big ship. I make a running leap at it and try and kick it over. Was that better? Uh. <laughs> okay, uh, make an attack roll. Uh, 15. You break your toe. Fuck you. 
but yeah, that ship is currently not being protected. Uh, make an investigation check. Uh, yes. six, ten. Uh, twelve. So both of you look at the ship, and the weird thing about it is that this should not have sunk. This is the most seaworthy ship in this entire area. The only way that something like this would have sunk is if something had tipped it over. So so we got to tip it back over. No, it is upright right now because it was fished out from the bottom of the ocean. So, so we just noticed that it's, it is a pristine ship. It is pretty much a pristine ship. Do you think there's like something heavy in the bottom? And that's why it's tipped over. However, this thing sunk. I don't feel like we have time to argue about yeah, it right now. <laughs> what what exactly are the Duragar doing with the ships? They're turning the the homes that they had back upright in the hopes that they'll at least float. So we need to get the ship turned back to floating position. It is in floating position. Standing upright. It is standing upright. Chase, he said that like twenty times now. <laughs> Oh, he was just telling oh, you that it's a nice okay. boat. I thought you meant that it was pointing directly up like a rocket ship, like pointing up towards this. No. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that I want you something. to. I am now totally imagining just a whole bunch of these dwarves hauling a ship in exactly that position <laughs> and nothing else. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was pointing directly up. So I'm like, I need to kick that shit over. Okay. So it's so it's a perfect boat. We need to find a way up. It's a it perfect is, boat. Uh, I have a rope. Can I throw my rope over and see if I can climb up onto the boat? Make a dexterity okay. check. <laughs> now, now we're making progress. Seventeen. You are able to get it over. Storm. <laughs> I'm now a third level knowledge domain cleric, which I forgot. I get some extra spells. Um, so I'm gonna cast aug- augury. I think Augury. that's what it is. So I get to ask you a fucking question. Sweet. Um, <laughs> can we assume I had some dragon bones or or, or mate cards or something to I cast will allow this, this spell with? Cool. Okay. So I'm going to cast this spell and ask you for the outcome of bringing the townspeople back down and putting them on a ship. Okay. Or I'm asking Salune, not you, but yes. like you're Salune. So imagine this. I Hold on, s- guys. I got to like throw some bones on the ground real quick and then I'll have a good answer for you. Uh, Someone says, I recognize that spell. She's asking her God. So based on the spell that I'm reading, it is weal and woe. That's what you're telling me? What I may answer because of how the spell is as written, you get, you get one of four results. And right. what I'm telling yeah. you is that it can be a good result and it can be a bad result. No, okay. So, but what this is saying is both good and bad will happen. If you say wean and wheel and woe, that's what that means. Not that it could happen. Okay, well then, at that point, uh, wheel. Wheel? Yes. If I bring them back down. If you bring them to the boat. All right, listen, everyone. I've been talking with my goddess. She's pretty cool. Yeah, you've been there for a minute. Yeah, Be impressed. Um... We need to go back down to the boats. Uh, she said wheel, and you guys might not understand that, but that means we got to go down to the boats. The Come dude, with me. The dude who recognized the spell that we, looks at everyone and says, that's a good thing. We should follow her. Yeah. Oh, thank you for helping us, Peter. Oh, thank God. Hey, friend, <laughs> what's your name? 
My name? No, don't tell us you'll die. <laughs> no. <laughs> What's my his na name? My name is Positive Albert. All right, Positive Albert. We got another named villager. Let's go. I'm so sorry about your most recent test results. <laughs> 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 Got the positive, Albert. If you wouldn't mind keeping a slight distance from us, Albert, that would be uh, much appreciated. So they're all following me back? They are now following you. Oh, thank goddess. Thank Albert. Okay, you climb up on top of this boat. Wait, who? Uh, Chan. I'm going back to okay. Chan, sorry. Uh, and Twiggly? No, nope. Twiggly. Twiggly's dead. No, Twiggly's here. <laughs> but you get onto the boat, and it is a very seaworthy ship. Nice. Are there any um, rope ladders or any ramps that I can extend for everybody else? There is definitely a rope ladder. All right. I make sure it's tied down, and then I set it overboard. Send Black to find the villagers to lead them back to the ship. What the fuck? I know how to lead them back. But you don't know what ship we're going to. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, I do exactly that. I send out Black to go find Storm. Uh, Black gives you a salute and says, I'm on it, Dad. And Good boy. I love you. I love you too, Dad. So as you're running back to the back to the ships, uh, Black appears in front of, basically comes up to you, Storm, and says, "Mama Storm, this way," and leads Wait, you. Wait, I'm the mom. Yeah. And Twiggly's the brother. Yes. <gasps> oh no. Why do you sound so disappointed? You're not. You don't hear this, Tron. Just. Sh 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 um, follow the dead owl. Positive Albert looks over. Yeah, guys, let's follow that creepy fucking owl. <laughs> <laughs> so that I can get my treatments. Oh. <laughs> As you all get to the ship and you start climbing up it, you are now all on the ship. And then all of a sudden you feel the ship shift as it's now being brought up and is now floating on the water. You see a whole fleet of half-ass, half-broken ships all beginning to float and then slowly but methodically each one suddenly falling underneath the waves. Does anyone have C vehicle proficiency? I bet if Chase goes and talks to his ancestors or whatever with the bracelet, he might get some... <laughs> I think that's definitely a good thing to do. I would like to twist the armlet and try and speak to Bucephalus and see if I can get some info. I was going to use Channel Divinity to get proficiency in vehicles. Can you do that with the Knowledge Domain? Because part of me is like, you know what? You know what? Forget the rules. Yeah, I'm totally allowing that. <laughs> Channel yeah. Divinity. Channel Divinity, Knowledge of the Ages. Starting at second level, you can use your Channel Divinity to tap into a divine well of knowledge. As an action, you can choose one skill or tool. For 10 minutes, you have proficiency with Damn, it. Damn, hell That's yeah. Fantastic. So yeah, you know, for for a moment, you know how to... Uh, um, For 10 minutes, not for a moment. As you become very aware of the fact on how to steer a ship, you suddenly realize that the only way out of here is going to be up through where the water is coming in from. All right, everybody get under deck, okay? And then uh, me and um, my Eldritch Cannon, we're going to start casting um, flames up at the ceiling. Okay, and what is this going to do? Hoping to weaken it so we can pop it. I'd rather not get crushed on the ceiling, so we're going to try and pop it now. 
as you do that, Twiggly, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you see a bunch of flumps flying toward ah! you. <laughs> the berry whistle. You see Barry, and he's like, hey, boss, there's a whole bunch of water around here. Well, how can we help you, boss? Is there any way you can help open up that ceiling so that we can get out of here? You got it, boss. And a whole bunch of these flumps start pathetically slapping the ceiling with their tentacles. But it is a death by a thousand paper cuts. Yeah. Twiggly, can I have you roll a persuasion? Uh, Storm, can I have you roll a vehicle check? And then Chan, can I have you roll an arcana? I got a nat 20. Uh, I got an unnatural 20. That's like a 19 then. The one thing that does happen as uh, the ceiling finally collapses is that a whole huge torrent of water floods this entire area. Or I, I'm going to assume that uh, as soon as this happens, all of you get below deck. That sounds good to me. As the entire ceiling falls while you are under deck... You see that water is starting to creep in to this ship. But all of a sudden, you feel the ship, because of everything that's going on, suddenly rocket toward the surface of the water. There's a moment on the surface of the water, moonlit, where a large group of people are slowly walking onto the beach, back to Deogre. You are among them. And there's a good number of villagers that you have indeed saved. As you take in the moonlight and realize that you're back onto solid ground, you suddenly hear positive Albert scream, Well, what is that? And as you turn around, off in the distance, you see a massive spectral ship coming toward you. In an air pocket far below the surface, there is a small little gazer looking at all of its friends and family, finally freed from that tiny, tiny little room. And he smiles politely. <laughs>